Pseudophagic problems on audio digest ophthalmology. Volume two. And we're back. So that was this end of side B uh, of, of, of tape one, but now we're going on to uh, tape two, the side A on uh, ophthalmology tape, you know, from 1983. I mean, we can see you and we're talking about some shit, you know, we're hanging out. We're like, what is like this? And we're like, yeah. But what I was saying was this. Imagine if Edgar Allan Poe, William Blake, or some of these poets, the writers, Imagine if when they shared words, there was Stephen here fucking playing these machines and giving them the perfect soundtrack. You know, they probably would have took their poetry to the next level. And I'm not saying their poetry wasn't next level. I'm just saying, if you reframe something, it could be badass. Variations of reality could be badass. Variations of reality could be badass. Badass. I'm feeling like Patrick Swayze walking into the bar. Give me a beer. I'm here to kick some executive ass. Motherfuckers driving the Porsche. I don't care about your custom license plate. I don't care about your business card. So Plato's allegory of the cave is this. You're in a cave, and your arms and your legs are chained up, your neck is chained up, you can't move your head, you're, you're facing the wall of the cave. You've got to wiggle your arms a little bit, but you can't turn your head. You can move your eyes, but you don't know you're chained. And there's a fire behind you, and it casts a shadow on the wall. And when you move your arms, the shadow moves. And since you can't see your arms or your legs, and you can't turn your head, and all you see is shadows on the wall, that's all that's in your vision, and when you move and the shadow moves, you think you're the shadow on the wall. And you can talk and you're talking, but you think the shadow on the wall is talking. And you sit and you are always there. And there's other shadows on the wall. You have some of your best buds. Like, that's when my buddy's shadow Jim. He's like three shadows down. We sometimes yell at each other. Are you good, Jim? Man, I've been doing good. I've been invested in the stock market. I got game. I got game, bro. It's like, cool, dude. Uh, I've been listening to Nirvana Bleach. Uh, that's like their best album because it's like really raw. And like, yeah. Oh, and you hear that Tony is working for that label? You're talking Tony that like shadow number 10? Yeah, Tony, he's pretty far out. But uh, you send, send Tony a message sometime. All right. Hey, uh, Joe, uh, I'm gonna send a message down to Tony. Tony's like 11 people down, they're gonna hate that. No, I just, okay. Shadows on the wall, living their life with their philosophies, their rules, their science, their beliefs. What would your worldview be if you were a shadow on a wall? You would only be left there with your imagination. What was that reality like? What kind of society did they have? Was there a mayor every tenth person? 
Was the president the guy on the end that no one ever knew? Who was God? I'm sure they had worship services all raising their hands and like, Hallelujah, glory to God, I want to give, give, give. All my life, the blood of Christ has set me free. God's anger is scary. His wrath of genocide is something that I accept because this is what I was told. This is what I was told. And so one guy with the chains broken up, and he's set free, and he falls to the cave floor, and he looks up, and he sees all these strange images he's never seen dimension before. He only saw things two-dimensionally, and now he turns around and sees it three-dimensionally. And he's like, what are these strange bodies hanging here that look like the shadows? He thinks they're shadows. But where's his shadow? There's just empty chains. And he's terrified. And he begins to stand up and move. And he's never felt when his mind, when his mind wanted him to move before he saw shadows move. He didn't know he was moving. So he's moving and he starts to run. He's afraid and he sees a bright light. Brighter than any light he'd seen before. What is this bright light glowing? It probably looked like the sun to him. Just a circular light radiating upon him. So he climbed through the sun and he emerged into complete and constant light and color and imagery and grass, soil, and sounds, birds flying by, clouds in the sky, and now another another light in the sky another light and he was afraid this can't be real i've never seen anything like this no one's ever talked about this people are gonna think i'm crazy am i dreaming but he's not in that state of mind he's pretty overwhelmed by the beauty of real existence by removing the veil by going through by climbing out of the cave Emergency, emergency, sirens wailing, the sun is beaming down, tree branches curling over, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and endless beauty. And he ran back into the cave, and he grabbed everyone who was chained up with his hands, and he touched them, they'd never been touched before, they'd never been touched before, and he said it. This isn't real! This isn't reality! Our value systems are hollow! All of our religions are based on shadows on the wall! All of our governments are based on shadows on the wall! We've just been playing a game! This isn't real! There's things out here I've never seen before! And they said, whoa! And they kicked him in the ass and uh, said, you're an idiot, um, you're crazy, there's no such thing. Uh, get away from me. I don't want. I don't want you to be around me. I can't. That's. I'm comfortable here. I've lived my whole life this way. Let me just stick with my guts. That's pretty specific political thing right there. I don't. I have nothing to I'm talking politics. I'm just having some fun. Nothing wrong with talking. Talking. Talking about whatever's on your mind. No 
that's what you're doing, that means the energy is fresh. Never been a moment like this. Never made a song like this. This is, this is hot shit. We're better than Beethoven. We're better than Patrick Swayze. We're better than Napoleon Dynamite too. Yeah. Top in the town. Right here. Let's make up a band name. It's called Cup Scars. Or it's called Bubbly Bubbly Cigarette Butts. Or it's called Latin Jarrell. Or it's called Banquet in My Can. Or it's called Dude, that's a dope lampshade. You can name whatever you want to name a band. I can be like, that's a dope lampshade. So I'll be like, that's a band name. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but I laugh hard enough, they'll name their band. That's a dope lampshade. Because it is. Hey, this is episode 8. Comes out Wednesday. Today is Monday. You do the math. Productivity, productivity. Put it out there. I got output, motherfuckers. I got output, motherfuckers, and so do you. If you just remove hesitation and don't be afraid to say whatever's on your mind, don't look away from the page. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Because a moment is new, and then a moment's gone, and they're passing faster and faster. And if your phone's ringing in your pocket, or if your alarm's going off, don't turn away from the page. Say it. If you're afraid to say it, say it. If you're afraid you might sound ridiculous, say it. If you need to let it out, say it. That's a response to reality. It's a true artifact of who you are. I think this is the best episode I've ever done. Here's the lesson. Have some fun with your friends. I don't care about whose is this and whose is that. I just want to hang out and party and play instruments and record tapes and post them as whatever fuck I want to post them as. There ain't no podcast like this. Just me and Steven hanging out. This is pretty much just a document of my life. I'm just trying to share, say whatever's on my mind. You know, you got a mind. You probably think about things. What have you been thinking about? Think about it. It's okay to think about it. Do you want to say it out loud? I'm sorry if you don't want to talk about it. But if it's on your mind, let it out. Most of the things that I say, I needed to hear. Most of the things I wanted to say, I didn't know I wanted to say them. But when I flipped the switch and removed hesitation and flowed without worry or anxiety and not try to iterate the remote past, not try to edit. I wrote a really dope line this week and I'm going to say it. Dopest line all week. Here we go. Yeah. Or I'm tricking 
you and I'm doing the original one I wanted to do. And I'm just reframing, reframing, reframing. Or maybe all this is that dope line. Reframing, reframing, reframing. You ever heard anything like reframing, reframing, reframing? I do this shit because I know it's never been done before. Sunday morning, carnival horses. I know people have been weird, but what's never been done before is the unique words I decide to put together. And the way I decide to say them, and the friend I'm with that's making some dope-ass music, that's what's unique about this, the particularity of this moment that's never existed before. From my experience, this is something new under the sun. Brand new to me, brand new to you. Let your ideas grow legs. In this special episode, we're participating. Come on up, come on up. The 11th floor, come on up, come on up. Those who ascend, ascend to descend again. I said, those who ascend, ascend to descend again. All my teachers have abandoned their posts, and the flock walks backwards into the cave. When did you tell all the poets to get a literary degree? Thank you. 
the cosmos beyond you've been lying to. This is magical music. This is magical music. Hey, I had a bad day. 
I've been feeling really shitty. I need a lot of personal time. Isolation, isolation. Seasonal depression. Everyone's been having seasonal depression. extraction and therefore no vitrectomy and some of these had implants and others didn't. Of 17 eyes in this third and smaller group we as yet have no incidence of CME and these eyes are roughly equally divided between those with an implant and those without and a very low incidence of CME, no vitrectomy, no prior surgery. So to summarize of 121 aphakic and pseudophakic eyes with prior surgery, 39% CME. If it was a combined procedure in a virginal eye with a vitrectomy, 33% CME. A combined procedure without a vitrectomy, 4% CME. And an extracapsular procedure, obviously without a vitrectomy, there was no CME. 
Let's look at vision for just a moment. If we look at the first group, the ones that had penetrating keratoplasty in an eye that had had previous cataract surgery, only 12% of these had 20-40 or better vision, and 55% had 20-80 or worse vision. In the second group, or the first half of the second group, the ones that had keratoplasty with intracapsular extraction with vitrectomy, 20-40 or better in a third, 20-80 or worse in 50%. But if we did the same operation without vitrectomy, the 20-40 or better group jumped up to 38%, and the 20-80 or worse group dropped down to 17%. Then looking at the combined keratoplasty with extracapsular extraction and no vitrectomy, again, vision is better, 20-40 or better, 47% of that group, 20-80 or worse, 23% of that group. 20-80 or worse, highest in the aphakic penetrating keratoplasty group, and the keratoplasty plus cataract extraction with a vitrectomy. And the good vision is worse in the aphakic group and best in the keratoplasty with extracapsular cataract extraction. Let me now present one case, which is just an interesting case in somewhat more detail to show the frustration that those of us that do corneal surgery have with this problem. A man of six... What does one do in Nashville when they're feeling good on a Sunday night after feeling bad all week? What does one do? I feel really exhausted, tired. I went really, really hard. I feel really exhausted, tired. I went really, really hard. I've been giving it all I got. and nothing left to give on Monday morning. I've been giving it all I got. Got nothing left to give on Monday morning. Okay. Let's talk about the... It's not okay. Let's talk about the... Eh, let fun stay in the room, all right. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Uh, where's the motherfucking Advil? Where's the ibuprofen at? Where are my glasses? How old is coffee? What the hell am I doing with my life? on my face for cheese. I had a pee on them last night by the fence with dicks. They were getting mad because we were pissing on the fence. They were dicks. I know it's probably not right to pee on their fence, but they were dicks, real dicks. They wanted to start a fight.
those who recognize if you've been listening to my episodes if you've been listening to my episodes if you've been listening to my episodes in my in my bed in my bath I've been losing my shit. I've been losing my shit. On the cassette tape. Are you on cassette? We're doing a live episode of Slapstick Machete. A Slapstick Machete. Let's hit this. Let's let's hit this hard. Let's give it everything we got. I'm here with Steven. 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 Fine art. Fine art. Always pronounce it wrong. What's the correct pronunciation? Fire. Fire. That sounds right. Fire. Steven. Fire. We're hanging out. He doesn't know what's going to happen here. He doesn't know what he's in for. Emerge, emerge, emerge. Emerge, emerge, emerge. He doesn't know what's about to hit him. He doesn't know. He did the music for the first episode. That's called Nothing Left to Lose. He did the music for the first episode. Called nothing left to lose. You're listening to the modern imagination with slapstick machete. This is a one of a kind. I don't mind. Me and my buddy kicking back, drinking some banquet, kicking back, drinking some banquet, because it's all you can do. The week after the tornado blew through. I told myself I wasn't going to bring it up. I told myself no one wanted to hear what's on everybody's mind. What's on your mind? No, I'm talking to you. If you're listening, if you're here in the room at the 11th floor ward, if you're here with me, if you're participating, then I'm speaking to you. This is communication. This is language. I like what you're doing. I like this flow. That's right. This is live, improvised, yeah. live, improvised. I feel possession coming out. I feel possession coming out. I feel possession coming out. Take it over, take it over. Take it over. Alright, so what you've been thinking about 
What do you want to say? It doesn't have to be with words on the page. What do you want to say? You don't have to spit it on the microphone. What do you want to say? You can say it with whatever's on your mind and in your hands. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. A moment anew, a moment gone. Faster, faster, and faster. A moment anew, a moment gone. It's gonna come back. It's gonna stir up. 
This was a massive tragedy. To every ideology that promised you safety. How can you keep your promises, alright? How can you keep your promises? Chicken, because ain't nobody done that before. 
that original shit. You can put two words together and it's something brand new. That's how it goes. Reframe, 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 reframe. I just chose two motherfucking popular words and I put them together. And that's a band name. And people are familiar with chicken. They're familiar with the salmon of the sea. That's right. But ain't nobody thought of the two together unless they're walking through the aisle in the Kroger that was torn down on Rosa Parks. I've been hitting up the liquor store. I was walking in the liquor store and there was this guy standing outside the liquor store. It's like a little grassy patch in the parking lot. And I was like walking in and he was yelling.
11th floorboard to you. That's some crazy psychedelia. What is the 11th floorboard, you may say? I've never heard of such a place. Sounds crazy. Well, the 11th floorboard is a timeless, placeless place. This is what it looks like. No one's actually seen it except for one. One person named Bystander. You may have received some of this poetry in the streets. You may have some of it in your pockets or on your refrigerator. The prelude to the apocalypse is what we call it in the future. Artifact, artifact, artifact. So, Bystander in this body and everything is bright around him but not in a like light rays hit you in the face more of like a constant light everywhere and, 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 and steady illumination and his head has these three like umbilical cord like things hanging off and, and, and like bleeding and tripping, they're torn. Some of them have a little bit left, but one of them's like torn. Three umbilical cords torn from the back of his head. His own flesh. But he doesn't really understand this. His first experience of the world, because whatever state he was in, who knows, his interpretation of the world was that pain, this strange brightness, and still his eyes were overwhelmed, and, and he fell back and he shut his eyes and curled in pain, and the next moment he was conscious, he was in a stairway, a concrete stairway, it had stained glass windows, and it was seven steps up, and seven steps up, and seven steps up. In a zigzag. And a door. After every 14. Every door. Set number 11. 11th floor. He climbed up, 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 up. 11th floor. He climbed down, 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 down. 11th floor. He opened the door. Walked down the hallway. Every room. 1109. He opened the door, the long hallway, 1109. He opened the door into the bedroom, the one bedroom apartment. He walked in, there was a little hallway, there was a shopping cart with some trash bags in it. There was a wooden case on the wall with cassette tapes and three VHS, VHS tapes hung above. One was a hologram, one was the the wall by Pink Floyd, one was Scream, and all the faces on were screaming. He, he, there was books over here, and he walked in, he tripped over cassettes on the floor, and papers, and words, and strange symbols he didn't recognize. He didn't know where he was. He was trapped. There was a balcony, but when he looked out, there was nothing. Pure abyss. 
Civil War. What is this place? There were seven-day science books. There was science fiction and poetry. There was ancient Egyptian literature. So he, he investigated further. What is this place? Who am I? What is this existence? What is reality? When all he had was what, with, what was within arm's reach, is all he had was images on a page. All he had was symbols. You have to learn to understand. You have to learn to understand. Conceptic to play and listen to. He had to learn how to get the typewriter. What are these strange symbols? Why do they do this? Pressing ink to put on the page. A printer, a scanner. Bystander in the 11th floor board. Now listen to this. This is where it gets really fucking nuts. So like, let me just make sure tape's still going. Yeah, we got side A is coming to a close. So let me just, let me tell you how this ends. There ain't no ending, motherfucker. He's in a timeless place of place. Bystander. That's hard, motherfucker. We're gonna end this side hard, and then we're gonna go into some other shit. But what I wanna say is if you move to one cassette tape in one room and move to all the rest, if you move to book in one of the rooms and then walked out to the next room, that book was moved. If he knocked over some shit and ran to the next room, that room had the shit knocked over. He's traveled hundreds of miles in this infinite bottomless pit. Floating in the abyss. No one's made this connection yet, including me. The first book in the sci-fi trilogy I've been working on for 10 years is called Dust in the Abyss. What a transition. So, so bystander is trapped in this strange place, the 11th floor ward. We'll get back to that in a second, but what really is boring me is these words that came into my head 10 years ago and began what you are now hearing manifested my ideas I need to share them in every way I can't let them die with me I want to preserve my mind my thoughts my dreams I want to preserve my consciousness my heart my soul my words I want to preserve I want to preserve. I want to make the mark. Dust in the abyss is where this entire thing began. The first idea. Dust in the abyss. That's where this all began. Ten years ago, those words came into my head. And that began a journey I'm still on. So listen to me, motherfucker, when you got an idea and you don't think you can manifest it, then no matter what bullshit life throws at you, ideas grow legs. And my idea, those words, dust in the abyss, propel the sci-fi story that you are now hearing. 
in all the many facets and forms. My masterpiece, self-help. I made this for me. How does one handle reality without processing it through fantasy? How does one handle reality without processing it through fantasy? How does one have a good day without marijuana? Who are the motherfuckers that are 100% of the time sober, feeling good, and happy as hell? Where are you? I'd like to get to know you. Teach me your ways. I need some life lessons. I'm 29. I can't afford any more classes. I got too many left over to pay for. Man, I think I'm up to like paying for uh, like junior year. No, I'm probably I'm still paying my sophomore classes. What was I doing then? Man, I'm I'm right now. I am paying for my improv class at college. Motherfucker, why do you go to college get student loans for theater? Well, I'll tell you this, I wanted to be a movie star. So, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a movie star. So what do you do when people tell you you gotta go to college, get an education? If you wanna have a job in the field that interests you, well, I was like, okay, well, let's look what these fields are. Oh, a theater? That's like acting. I like acting. I want to be a movie star. Since I was a little kid, dancing on Florida sand after I had just seen White Christmas and pretending I was Fred Astaire. So I was like, well, if they have a whole bachelor's degree for the subject of theater, then it's probably like a hot commodity, you know? If people are paying to get an education, lots of money, then it, it must, theater must be a good choice, you know? Why would they build a whole education system with a class and a degree that you wouldn't be able to get a job after? I mean, aren't they there to help you learn and make society better and help people follow their, the things they're naturally drawn to? They're not, they're not just trying to like get your money. That's your life they're dealing with. Why would a school want to get all your money? Why would, why would they bend over backwards to have a whole theater degree unless they're just setting you up for failure and you're paying a lot along the way? Because how many of my theater friends are working in theater? It's okay, you can, you can be honest about it. I have a theater degree. No, it's a minor. Oh shit, I changed it last minute. Yeah, then I studied philosophy. <laughs> I was like, I need to be a mature adult. Only kids want to play theater. I don't want to be a play, I want to be a philosopher. You know, if that's a degree, it must be a, there must be jobs for that, right? There's some philosophy jobs. 
hey, we're looking for a philosopher. We just started a technology company, and we just want to like make sure as we progress that we're like consistent with um, ancient philosophies and like different philosophies like uh, along the way, so that we can make good decisions and and be reasonable and logical. You know. Let's have a philosopher to really ask the right questions so that as we progress with technology, we'll be conscious of the implications. You know, we don't want to just let technology run amok and progress because we're confused on the ethics. You know? I feel like if you're like, hey, uh, this car might, uh, might injure everyone that it drives by, um, we're not sure, but this car might also be the safest car. It might be the most dangerous, it might be the most safest. Uh, you know, my cord, oh my god. Oh my god, Stephen, my cord. I'm the one with the mic, and it hurts so bad. So, yeah, that's just my rant about college education and how I'm still fucked. I added it up. If I steal, a 2014 or 15 Escalade, like, and sell that, I'd be able to pay off all my student loans, you know? Or, I have to become an executive in my company and sell my soul, or, I have to make it big in the poetry industry, <laughs> or, I have to be a famous rock star. Here I am paying. I'm not gonna hide it. Five hundred and fifty dollars a month on student loans, on theater and philosophy. Talk about the fool in town. But maybe no one told me any different. I just went like the words I was told. You tell a kid when he's nine years old that if he doesn't speak in tongues, that he's going to hell and burning forever, then that kid is going to try to speak in tongues. So if you tell someone that they have to go to college if they want to have a good life and be happy, then you go to college and you want to have a good life, you want to be happy. I wasn't around too many rebels at the time. It was more a bunch of cruel followers and assholes. And when you're a little kid, 
and that's right within eye line, and they're telling you that's what you got to do in order to not be tortured by God eternity, you're like, well, I better lean over and speak some gibberish. But what if they're faking it? You know the fakers? Yeah. Are you a faker? I don't think you actually speak in tongues. No, I heard that. That just sounded like you were making up words. When I speak in tongues, the Holy Spirit takes over. And I am like, I don't even know what's happening. Just the presence of God. The glory, I'm overwhelmed. Well, 11-year-old girl, the glory, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah, that's what he's thinking about. I think about furries and trampolines and uh, my friend's second genesis. Can't wait to get uh, to like be babysat in that house again, man. They got second genesis. And a trampoline and a pool. That's what I was thinking about. While also dealing with really scary shit about like eternal death or eternal life. Like that's a lot for a kid in the 90s to deal with. I'm living in the 90s. And the people around me are consumed with heaven or hell. That's pretty fucking strange when you're growing up. Read this book written from thousands of years ago with words that don't make sense to a kid growing up in Florida because he hasn't understood the culture of the time. He didn't know the context. He didn't know what oral tradition was. He didn't know who the Egyptians were. He didn't know the story of Mesopotamia. He didn't know about Pangea. He didn't even know about science. Because he entered into that world like bystander and entered into the 11th floor ward immediately surrounded by artifacts that he could not control with an abyss always looking at him Dust in the abyss. I've never made that connection before. That the 11th floor ward is dust in the abyss. So are you. We're just fucking dust in the abyss. That means we exist. And that means I can grab a microphone and hear my voice really loud. And if this was like 2,000 years ago and Jesus was on the mount and I walked up with a microphone and an amp, people would be like, oh shit, that's not Jesus. That's our Messiah. Do you know how loud he is? And then I had, if I had my friend 2,000 years ago on the mount with all the crowds there, Jesus is giving a sermon. He's like, blessed are the weak of hearts. Blessed are the poor. He just saying nice shit for people brought up. Blessed are the misfits, the misprints, the fleas, the lice, the cockroaches, and other hardworking pedestrians. And they're like, yeah, yeah, Jesus, the Messiah. And if I walked up there and see that on the hill, and we have portable amps. I can talk on the microphone, they'd hear this instrument. They've only heard harps and shit. And they'd be like, he plays the harp. He plays the harp with power from above. Who is this fiddler? I don't even know if that existed yet. Who is this song writer? They would say, it is the prophet Stephen. Who has me brought? The voice of God. Voice of God! You know that would happen. Here's why it's a dilemma, because I'm slapstick machete, and I'm friends with Bystander, and I'm friends with Steven, and Bystander invented a time machine. Now, I told you in the beginning, 
Now you know a little bit further in the story, there's a gap between. So you're like, what the hell does that mean? Like, bystanders just figuring out reality. How does this man trapped in this room with cassette tapes and a typewriter invent a time machine? We'll get to that on this episode or the next. You'll just have to see. So here's the deal. Sometimes I forget what I'm saying. And I get I let the music take over. My God, are y'all listening to this? I'm just going to be honest. There's nothing better than someone giving you a microphone and a sound system and playing their instrument in such a badass way. This is better than going to a show and paying 10 bucks and nodding my head and buying beers. I'm hearing music in the moment from a composer in the 21st century. He is giving it all he got. Nothing left to lose. He's running in a swimsuit. He's running in a swimsuit. Hey, where was I, audience? Hey, audience, am I entertaining you? Do you want me to get silly or? All right, I'm gonna do a silly one. After I shot down this Coors Banquet, Coors Banquet is the best beer in town. Unless you have a Miller High Life, that's also a great beer. You know, I'm not picky. I'll take any beer for 250. Hey, you got a bucket of beer? You like me enough to share? Hey, I feel good. I'm hanging out with people that we share cigarettes with and bottles of beer. And we got each other. We don't even memo. We just know that we're always going to be there, hanging out. Have a good time. We just share. Because that's all you can do. I'm asking you and you and you to share. Hopefully I haven't tangled up this mic too much. <laughs> oh shit. Sometimes I lose track. Sometimes I lose track. That's okay. Talk about losing track. Get something to say. Then you better say it. When they got the page, you better say it. Alright, I know what I want to say. I'm back in the keys, baby. I'm back in the keys, baby. I'm typing real fast. Gravity descends like microwave mountain. Hit me off in the chest like big other. Oh! Are you going to the Sandwich Chicken Show? On April 26th. Intellectual Property Day. Yeah, we're going to go celebrate Intellectual Property Day with us at the Villager at 9 o'clock. There's uh, a couple bands. Um, we got Wrong Eagle. Words, typed words, 
love words on cards against humanity, bands, players, music. Santa Chick is going to improvise for you and, and do callers response music. It's the best jazz fusion band since your favorite jazz fusion band. And me and there might be wrestling, there might be tap dancing, there might be skateboard tricks. So just come out. There's going to be a VHS camcorder, cameraman, or woman, or person, depending on your pronoun. So, let's get goofy, I said, and I forgot. Bystanders, not me. 
but he's possessed of anger. So I have to say Machete's not me, but he possessed me. We're all vessels of the imagination. The imagination manifesting itself. Do you feel it? A moment's anew, a moment's gone, passing faster and faster. Do you feel it? Do you feel loved? Have you been able to say what's weighing you down? If you can't say it to anyone else, say it to yourself. Say what you want to say that you think will only come out when you're having conversation with someone who's not there. Let it out. Put on the tape, whatever it takes. If you need to say it on the keys or the guitar, do it. If you need to say it with a country song, if you need to say it with like a really long Instagram post, if you need to say it with like what you wear that day, if you need to say it by giving a hug or getting a hug, same thing, yo. Same thing. I'm gonna transition to that really sweet part. Clean up your room! Transformed 
the entire cosmos, the most true thing ever said, changed my fucking life. And it was downhill from there. I was married for a while, and eventually I was, my ideas were changing. I was evolving. It struck me hard, like coronavirus. You know what I mean? It hit me hard, and I wasn't the same. And it goes like this. You've heard it before. I've kind of 